Hi, I'm Avin, and this is the Salvation Engine Podcast, where we bring you the message about God's Word, His grace, and His goodness in a simple and direct way. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So please join me as I continue to share the gospel message about Jesus Christ, and let us hear the Word of God together. Called to be free called to be free the transforming power of the gospel of jesus christ is that it takes us from being slaves to sin dead in our trespasses with a guilty verdict on our lives and a price to pay that we could never afford to being called sons of god in the book of philemon we find onesmus once a runaway slave, now a son. How had this transformation happened in Onesimus' life? How had he been set free? You know, in John chapter 8, Jesus said to the Jews which had believed on him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Based on this scripture, this teaching by Jesus in John chapter 8 to these Jews, it is evident that abiding in Christ and knowing the truth are mandatory to finding and enjoying our freedom in Christ. We cannot do away with those two things. We have to abide in Christ and to know the truth. If you abide in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Through that abiding and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It is the truth that we know that sets us free. We must have the deepest desire above all else to know the truth, to know the truth of God's word, to know the gospel, to know it to a place where we can share it, where we can live it experientially. You know, Paul prays to this effect in the epistles that we find in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 16 to 19 and in the book of Colossians chapter 1 and chapter 3 that they may know Christ. These are the words that they may know the will of God, that they may be filled with the knowledge of God, that we may come to the full knowledge of Jesus Christ. May this be our prayer. May this be our passion as we press in to know Christ, to come to the full knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, as we continue in Christ, in his word, as we continue to come into that precise and correct knowledge of the truth, the knowledge of what we have and the knowledge of who we have become in Christ. This causes our minds to be renewed from a slavery mindset, that mindset of old, and we are transformed. Walking in the realities of who God says we are according to his word, we become the mature sons of God, free and unbound by the old yokes of slavery, whether it be legalism or the law or sin, all chains break loose. We are unbound. We are free in Christ Jesus. We walk in the manifestation of the new creation realities in righteousness consciousness. We talk different. We do good works prepared for us. We begin to bear good fruit as children of God in whom the spirit of God dwells. That's why it, it, it can become, it could become challenging to walk with 
a believer in Jesus who will not continue in the word of God. You know, Paul says, what fellowship does a believer have with an unbeliever or righteousness with unrighteousness? You know, this is not necessarily that the person does not believe in salvation by Jesus, but they have simply not allowed themselves to continue or they've had a premature stop at a false destination and will not continue in the things of God. They have not fully aligned to the will of God according to his word, to the purpose of God according to his word, to the purpose of Jesus Christ according to his word. Yes, there are times when we may feel weak and faithless, but if we hold on and trust God, the book of Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 teaches us that being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So we continue in Jesus, not on our own strength, not on our own merits, but with eyes fully fixed on Jesus because he has promised that he will bring the work to completion. And as we continue in that word, as we read it, study it, share it, pray through it. The transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that change agent to mature sonship. It's, it's, the, it's, 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 it's the cocoon that wraps the caterpillar to make it a butterfly. This is the privilege we have as believers in Jesus Christ. You know, the book of John chapter one and verses 12 reads as follows. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. To them gave he power. Where is that power? It is in us. God says, I have given you the right, the privilege. It means that the ball is now in our courts. To them gave he. It has been given. The power has been given to us. We must continue in his word. And he has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us, to teach us, to bring us into all truth. I doubt that there are many shortcuts here. There are no overnight miracles to, to, to maturity. There is not enough worldly education or much studying of this and that or the other or begging. Jesus says, I am the way. The word of God, who is Jesus, is the way through to whom, how we access the Father. He is the way through to the Father. Through the gospel preached, believed, and understood, we are recreated and made to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. The book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 22 to 23 says that, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. We are born again by the imperishable seed, who is Jesus Christ, the son of God, who lives and abides forever. The seed that fell to the ground and died. The book of Hebrews says that he tested death for everyone and that through his death came this new family. He suffered an agonizing shame to bring us into the family of God. You know, it reads in the book of Hebrews uh, chapter 2 that for it was fitting for him, for whom all things and by whom all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. 
for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren saying i will declare your name to my brethren we are now the brothers and sisters of jesus christ he has brought us into the family of god he goes on to say that in the midst of the assembly i will sing praise to you and again i will put my trust in him and again here i am and the children god has given me jesus calls us his brothers and sisters you are a child of god now back to our chapter from today in the book of philemon chapter one onesmus paul and timothy both write this letter to philemon and onesmus is in this story as one who is being redeemed from servanthood to sonship now Onesimus, like many of us, was in desperate need of this life-transforming power, whether, whether he knew it or not. This life-changing power through which he would go from being a slave to being a son. As a runaway slave from his master Philemon, he, he had come under the discipleship of Paul, through which his life is totally changed to the extent that Paul is willing to stake his life as a ransom for him. In the book of um, Philemon chapter 1 in verses 18 we read, If he has wronged you at all, this is Paul writing to Philemon on behalf of Onesimus, and he says, If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this in my own hand. I will repay it. You know, how much is this like Jesus, our Redeemer? The book of First Peter teaches us that we were redeemed from an empty way of life with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Jesus ransomed for our sins who paid the hefty and payable cost when he bore our sins on that cross, who liberated us from bondage by his blood, bringing us into a place of undeserved privilege and peace with God, through whom we have been made the righteousness of God. Now, whether Onesimus was in prison together with Paul or not, we are not told. What we do know, however, according to verses 15 to 16, is that he was once useless and now has become useful both to Paul and Philemon. Paul is confident of the transformation that has taken place in Onesimus's life. Onesimus is now living up to the meaning of his name, which means useful. And in light of this transformation, Paul does the work of an intermediary to restore fellowship on better terms between Philemon and Onesimus. You know, and he writes, he goes on to write, he says, For this perhaps is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a bond servant, but more than a bond servant, as a beloved brother, as a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Praise God. You know, how many of us can relate to Onesimus' story? As a younger girl, when I parted from the country of my upbringing and I was taken away to a foreign land, not much of it made sense to me at that time, but now, just like Onesimus in this story, I too, who was once a servant and sold to the passing things of this world, sold to sin and walking in darkness, I was redeemed 
by my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I was given a new life. My life now totally transformed and I can testify that my life has become useful both in the flesh and in the Lord. Praise God. The Lord Jesus paid the ransom and became an intermediary for us, for every believer in Jesus Christ. Jesus has borne our sins at the cross to bring us into right standing with the Father. Not as we were, not as slaves, not as sinners, but as the righteousness of God in Christ, as sons of God. Jesus ransomed us, he redeemed us, he purchased our freedom at the cross, and not just that, scripture says that he always lives to intercede for us before the Father. Following the principle of Paul writing on behalf of Onesimus, imagine how many letters Jesus would have written to the Father on our behalf, pleading for us. In the book of 1 John chapter 3 and verses 1, we read, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Galatians chapter 5 verses 13 reads, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. As sons of God, we are called to be free, to walk in that freedom. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Onesimus may still have had physical chains and charges against him, just like Paul did. You know, their external circumstances would, would, would have looked like they were not free. Paul writes about himself that he is a born servant in chains for Jesus Christ, but not spiritually. Spiritually, Onesimus was a new man. This had become evident enough for Paul to send him back to his former master with strong recommendation and praises. Believer, the book of Galatians chapter 5 verses 1 teaches us that it is for freedom's sake that we have been set free. Jesus has set us free, now stay free. It is for freedom's sake. It is for your freedom that you have been set free. Jesus has set you free, now stay free. Believe the gospel, hold fast to the truth, and walk in freedom. We are called to be free. Thank you for listening to this message. If you've enjoyed hearing about God's goodness, please make sure to visit our website, www.salvationengine.com, where I share written messages from scripture and other news. In addition, is the Salvation Engine social media pages on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Simply type in Salvation Engine to find us. Have a great week. Until next time, be blessed.